is Beth Moon. Welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Cole, and I am talking about my experience setting up lights at my place for the first time. This is Sydney, and I will be giving you a little taste of Epcot International Festival of the Holidays here at Disney World. And this is Randy. I will be continuing my series on my favorite Christmas movies. This week's is White Christmas. This past week was a very fun week for us and hopefully for you as we're recording this right after Thanksgiving. Um, Thursday was Thanksgiving Day, Friday was Black Friday, and then Saturday we drove all the way down to Disney. So how was Thanksgiving and Black Friday, everyone? Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Very busy for me. The, all the cooking and stuff, but it was delicious and worth it. And we had a friend come over, and I had talked in a previous podcast about conversation starters for the Thanksgiving meal, and I had created some. So we had you revealed some. I did. Yeah. Once we all sat down, I did. They were under the bread plate. And it's funny, I saw you with when I was walking in with a bunch of what looked like like Christmas tags in your hand. And I was like, what is she doing with those? But I just kind of went past my, you know, we were setting up the table and stuff, so yeah. I didn't pay that much attention. Yeah. Except they were orange for Thanksgiving. And so I put two under each person's plate. We had five there. Like separate bread plate, which was smart so they wouldn't get hot. Right, yeah. And they're less likely for people to get up and move them around. Right. I mean, they're just sitting there. Underneath each one was two conversation center. So we just went around the table and somebody would read the question and everybody would answer it. And we had a good time. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. I thought. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned the Andersons in our podcast before. We actually interviewed them. Their daughter Marie uh, was in town and she had Thanksgiving dinner with us that day. The other Andersons, well at least uh, Trish and Eric were in New Hampshire and their son James and his girlfriend were at his girlfriend's family's home in Texas. That's why Marie ended up coming over, so that was very fun, and it was fun that we got to try the conversation starters. <laughs> Earlier in the day, we did watch the Macy's Day Parade, mm-hmm. yes. uh, which was the uh, more virtualized one. Yep. Um, you know, they didn't have the whole big walking down three miles of parade route, but I thought they did a, a good job of kind of more or less recreating what they normally do. Mm-hmm. So you said it was a more virtual one. Did they have, like, giant screens on floats? That they <laughs> yeah. Right, no. no, they just had more things that were either pre-recorded or right there in front of the, the store, basically. Yeah, so there were, like, no people, which was interesting, because normally... No spectators. No spectators, spectators sorry, yeah. <laughs> which was interesting, because as floats and singers went by, I'm so used to hearing cheering and clapping, to hear silence was yeah. interesting. That's right. And Although, they didn't pipe in the cheering and clapping. Right. But they did pipe in a lot of confetti. Literally. Yes. So much confetti. I thought it was good. Um, it was definitely a little different. You could tell. But, but yeah, they did a good, good job. job. Yeah. yeah. I was very impressed. Considering mm-hmm. we have a pandemic going on, they did a good job. Yeah, really. Right. A lot of short performances mm-hmm. right in front of the store. So that was very fun. And then immediately following... That, as we've mentioned on the podcast recently, is the National Dog Show, yes. which is always fun to watch. And they also didn't have spectators. Right. But I, I was the first one to notice that instead, they set up all the seats, and all the seats had pictures 
of like cardboard pictures of dogs or people and dogs. Right. A couple of cats. A couple, which was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, and some people, and it's just like they've done recently at sports events and things like that, where you can uh, buy Mm -hmm. a picture of your, you know, of yourself or your pet. In this case, all the proceeds were going towards their charity Mm -hmm. that they were sponsoring. But uh, it was fun to see different animals, cutouts of cutouts of the animals in the the stands, including a cat or two. And they did pipe in. Cheering and clapping. They did. They did. Yeah. <laughs> they did. And they mentioned that it was piped in a couple times, yeah. too. Right. I was like, I, when I came in, I'm like, oh, it's like the football games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember who the uh, grand champion was? It was the... Scottish Deerhound. That's right. That's, yeah, right. that's right. Very fun. It's very tall. Yeah, it was very tall. Yeah. Well, my Thanksgiving, too, was very nice. I got to wake up and spend some time with my girlfriend. And then she went off to go celebrate her Thanksgiving, and I with got her family, to, right? With her family, uh, and she was celebrating that a good distance away, so she was not sure that she'd be able to come back that night. Thanksgiving, because night. yeah, Thanksgiving night because we had planned to spend the day together the next day. Mm. Then I went over to your guys' place. I was not there for the Thanksgiving parade and the dog show. Right? Yeah. Who did you bring with you? No one. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, so, I brought my cat with me. Your other girl. My other girl with me. <laughs> She's so cute. Uh, and she was one that originally lived at the house, mm-hmm. but the other cats weren't the nicest, too. They weren't, like, aggressive towards her or anything, but they, just chased they would just chase her and, around yeah. and stuff like that. And since then, since she's moved in with me, she's been living a much more fantastic life yes, right. doing things like she never played with toys when she was at it's your house funny. but yeah. she just goes nuts for like these little cat toy birds that I bought her and this ball toy that it just goes round and around and yeah. she'll just sit next to it and hit it over and over and over again which is funny because we had those things at our house you but had those things she but just didn't she wasn't interested mm-hmm. and this way she yeah she's living her best life at your house yes yeah. But she did fine. You let her out, and um, yeah. she just immediately went and got some food yep. <laughs> from the she, basement. She remembered where it was. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, stretched, looked around, went to the basement for some snacks. And she was the one that I expected her to maybe, like, disappear and hide. But she was the one that was around the most out of yeah. all of the cats because she was coming around, wanting to get pets. She's a very social cat. When it comes to people, she's a very social cat. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and Ember, our little orange cat, hid. <laughs> Yeah, just behind the couch for the longest time. And then Autumn came around and said hello. After Thanksgiving dinner, which was amazing and had all of our staples of Thanksgiving. All the faves. All the faves. I was able to go back home, and my girlfriend ended up coming back that night. So we got to spend some time together. And Cole and I, our football teams, were supposed to play each other Thursday night, Thanksgiving night uh, at 8 o'clock. But because of multiple cases of coronavirus... On his team, the Ravens, they actually postponed the game. And then since then, this is now being recorded on Sunday night, I think your team had more than 20, around 20 yeah. players. Yeah, all of coaches. our good players are gone. Oh and then the Steelers have like a handful of players. So it's just right. crazy right now. With a handful of players, but also kind of a handful of important players. Well, we have two that were starters. The other ones weren't. So that game is now supposed to be played Tuesday night, so hopefully that'll happen. And then the next morning, we got up at 
way, way too early <laughs> to um, go to Black Friday sales yeah. at our mall that the girls like to go to. Mm-hmm. So we got there at 5.30. I think it opened at 5. And it was really, really pretty Empty. quiet. <laughs> yeah. We got there at 5.30. We went to Macy's. I went to over to Penny's. There's a couple other stores open at the mall, but that was it. The rest of the stores were not open. Nothing in the kiosks or yes. restaurants were right. open. No Starbucks. Starbucks like, sadly was go. not open. I had to go to a nearby Starbucks. Fortunately mm-hmm. for us, there's tons of Starbucks in the area. So yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fortunate. So Black Friday was good. We went there, did our typical breakfast at Cracker Barrel. I know. <laughs> then we yeah. went to Target and a couple other places. So that in was Lowe's. a good day. Yeah, we, we met Cole at Lowe's. Right. Yes, yeah, I was I was there picking up with Keely. Yeah. yeah, I was there with Keely picking up my Christmas lights mm-hmm. to for set the outside. Up. Yeah, for the outside. First time setting up Christmas lights on my own and on my own place. Yeah, this year was the first time that I did any lights in my own house. Yeah, I earlier, in fact, right after right after Halloween, being the day after Halloween. <laughs> I went and I bought Christmas lights and strung them up on the inside. So I have them over my mantle with kind of some greenery and a wreath there. And then I have a long strand of them kind of wrapping around the entire inside of the house. And those ones are, I think, green and white and red. I was able to do something that Dad has never <laughs> been able to do a since he's been married. Yeah. 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 A couple somethings. In fact, Kelia asked me, she said, okay, are you a colored lights person or are you an only white lights person? And I said, I grew up with the outside of my house being only white lights, but I love colored lights. And she said, okay, good. I hate it when it's only white lights. You have to go show her the outside of our house, which is only white lights. It's gorgeous. Oh, it is, hate it. It is gorgeous. It is. Uh, and she, we did see it. Oh, yeah, did you? Because, yeah. because we came over and okay. she thought it was really pretty, but... Yeah. She, for she your said own house. that right when she said that if it was because she likes to drive around and look at houses. Yeah. yeah. She said that if she was, saw it, she'd think, "Oh, that's really pretty," but it wouldn't be like one of her favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Or her <gasps> trick, because she likes super fun, yeah, like different colored, yeah, houses. I call them, I think, the gingerbread houses because they look so colorful yeah. and fun. Yeah. Yeah. They are pretty. I like seeing them on other people's houses. So the thing you were able to do that I've never been able to do is put colored. Christmas lights on the, the outside front, front, on the outside of, the front of the house. <laughs> yes. I was also able to get a couple of inflatable <laughs> Christmas characters, which yes. you also have never been able to do. I did it once for Halloween. Halloween. I think it lasted two years, and then it mysteriously broke. And I'm suspicious of that it was shanked. It <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, murder. Yes, that it was murdered. We have a no inflatable policy at our house. It was a pumpkin. I think Beth tried to carve it. <laughs> uh, now I can imagine it. her um, sneaking out with like the uh, like Halloween music playing in the background. <laughs> yes, exactly. uh, <laughs> I initially just bought a bunch of different kinds of lights and kind of was kind of thinking, like picturing the front of my house in my head. I was thinking of what I needed and what would fill up so much space. I hadn't measured it out ahead of time. So I ended up buying two sets of net lights, a long strand of lights that I thought could fit along the top of my house. Like ice and then, lights. Right. And then a kind of twirling, what do you call those, snake lights. Yeah. Um, that I had no idea what I was going to do with. <laughs> I just thought they were fun. Yeah. And then, of course, a couple of the big blow-up characters. Of course. Of course. 
as one does. I didn't think I would need them, but I bought yard stakes for lights and also the hanging hooks for lights. Right. And those are the hooks that have to usually go into your gutter. But when I got up there with a ladder that we had to borrow from you guys, I found that the inside of my gutter is curled inwards, meaning that there's no there's no lip on the inside oh. for me to actually put the hooks. Interesting. What'd you do? So I had to do a lot of improvisation there. Yeah. I didn't think I'd need the yardsticks, but I ended up using them because I could slide them into the slats of the house oh. and hang the lights from them. Very good. There you go. And Kelia was clearly expecting me to give up. Because she was saying, okay, we can go get dinner when you get angry and <laughs> stop. Now, she um, is not familiar with this putting was, lights This was her the first house. time yeah. doing this. Yeah. And it was her first time doing, because I've helped you with lights before. Right. It was her first time doing anything with lights. Right. Because her family aren't big, like, outside light decorators. Yeah. Unlike your father. Right. Right. Unlike Who is, my father. Like, a crazy outdoor light. So then decorator. I had to use combinations of fitting the hooks into gaps in the wall, <laughs> up on the ladder, and then using the yard stakes in the side of the house. <laughs> um, and then I had bushes that went out so far that I wasn't able to put the hooks on the house above them. Oh, okay. So I ended up having to have Kiwia hold the ladder beneath me while I got up onto, like, the t- upper steps and, like, leaned really far <laughs> in with both oh. hands to set them up. Yeah, I only put a few of those up, so those <laughs> ones are a little loopier. Because <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't feel comfortable, so hold on really tight. <laughs> I had to say hold on better a couple times. <laughs> it looks really pretty. It ended up looking really nice. I didn't end up having, because I did net lights for the bushes... And I didn't end up having enough net lights for the bushes. So we had to go back and buy some more. But the kind that we bought was all gone. (laughs) So I ended up having to buy a different kind. And I just put that in the middle. So it looks a little eclectic there. But fun. It was still fun. I have front railing in front of my house on the porch. So I ended up feeding the snake lights through that. And it said multicolor. So I expected it to be like like twinkling or something like that but it's it had a few settings so the settings were solid white white that slowly fades in and fades out white that slowly fades in a little faster than fades out (laughs) white that fades in then fades out colors that flash like each one a different color but it only cycles through like three colors okay something that cycles through all the colors but then also goes dark for like a second like a Long enough that I don't really like it. Yeah. And then goes through all the colors again. And then lights that spasm so quickly in colors that it would give someone, like, an epileptic seizure. Seizure kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. It's absurd how fast that flashes. We ended up going with the one that cycled through the three colors because it was enough that it wasn't oppressive from the street, but it also didn't have that going dark thing that I really didn't like. Yeah. Hopefully it had the different colors. It won't cause car crashes. Hopefully not. Yeah. It does not. Touch you right on the corner. It does not look so bad when you, we got out and Good. Yeah, it looks looked pretty. from the street. Mm-hmm. And then we finally, I was super excited. I have never in my life gotten to have a blow up. 
There's Christmas yard decoration. Characters, yeah. So we got an inflatable Santa and an inflatable Christmas tree. So we set up Santa, we set up the Christmas tree. Then we went inside, we were testing the power because we had everything on a timer. So we turned everything off, and then we turned everything on again, and they deflate when they're off. Oh. So we had to make sure that they wouldn't get caught on anything as they came up together and they went down together. Um, so I will say, as we turn it back on, because we had to do that from the back of the house, because we have one outside-facing outlet, <laughs> and we had to feed it all the way around the house, we turned it back on at one point, then walked through the house and looked out through the door at the two figures, and it was a little, like, menacing watching Santa, like, rise backwards <laughs> on, <laughs> from backwards on his own. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seemingly kind of like from the grave. Yeah, like a zombie Santa. Right, like a little zombie Santa. But they're both really cute. They are. Uh, they're about the house, four feet, right? Right, they're four feet. And I, that's a cute little size. Like the light situation is a little bit of a mess. It's kind of all over the place. But it's cute. still, like, it's still fun. And that's what... Keely and I were able to do together yesterday. And this is your own, your very first year. So as time goes on, you'll right. have the right. opportunity to grab more lights that you like. Right, and I don't want to talk about how much they cost. <laughs> lights are not cheap. The lights, yeah, they're not amazing. cheap. It's amazing. What about and after Christmas sales? Kelia, are they pretty good? That's when to get them. If yeah. You can, it's after yeah, and Kelia kept reminding me of how much they cost. <laughs> I was like, why? Why would you do that? No need. No need. Unnecessary. So lots of fun Thanksgiving and Black Friday things. But we, we also drove down to Walt Disney World on Saturday. We got up early. We got in the car at 4.30. We got down here 15 hours later. Yep. No thank you, South Carolina. We had so many, like, no reason slowdowns. It wasn't like accidents or anything. It was just people suddenly slow. Yeah. Like, like, lots of them. Right, like huge sections. Yes. It's like, that, why are you all going kept, slow? Uh, going around them, but it only could save you know so much time. So yeah. uh, instead of what would normally take fourteen hours to fifteen hours to get down here on Saturday, but we were used to long trips, so we were fine. Yep, we were ready to go. The house we ended up renting is beautiful. Mm-hmm. We're very happy with it, and we're excited to spend the rest of the week. And we'll let you know when we get to the end of the week. We'll do a podcast and let you know how everything was. Yeah. So today we went to Disney Springs. That was beautiful. They had Christmas decorations up. Most people were keeping distance, keeping their masks on. So that was a good environment to be in. So tomorrow, we are going to Epcot. Yes. The and experimental prototype community of tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> As everybody knows Which it seems is. less experimental at this point. It's been <laughs> yeah. around for a while. <laughs> and instead of having a dinner or lunch reservation tomorrow, we will be... Chowing. Chowing. <laughs> And participating in the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. Yay! So, this is a global celebration of the season. Global uh, for Epcot. Right. <laughs> All the different right. countries around yeah. But they have uh, extra little booths a lot of times, too, for they the countries do. that aren't necessarily represented by the lands. Right. Right. The 2020 Festival of the Holidays features highlights from the festival and runs from November 27th through December 31st. During the festival, guests can enjoy enhanced offerings around World Showcase and experience holiday traditions and food from various cultures as expressed through decorations, story, music, cuisine, and additional special events. Okay, so yum and yes. fun. Yes. Also fun that they mention culture and not specific nations because a lot of times they will have like 
Central Africa or something mm-hmm. like that to represent a general cultural palette rather than right. a specific nation. Yeah. So I I found a link and I'll give it to you and I'll send it to you, Dad, Cole, and Mom. Thank you. Um, afterwards so that you can look at the different booths and decide what you want ahead of time so that, you know, we can prioritize and yep. make our time, you know. We'll know what we want so we don't have to circle around a bunch and right. figure it out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, but I will just be talking about a few booths whose cuisine just kind of stuck out at me as being fun or delicious. So, <laughs> excellent. Yes. So hard to pick a few, I'm sure. Yeah, so I'm not going to talk about all of them because we'd be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, this website is from the Disney Food Blog. And as you click into the link for each um, booth, not only do they give you the menus and what booth they're in, but also pictures of what food. Nice. Ooh, that's nice. Yes, because sometimes I have no idea what the food looks like. But All right, first off for me is the American Holiday Table at the American Pavilion in Epcot. Mm-hmm. It has slow roasted turkey, holiday pot pie, and I had shown mom a picture of this, and we both thought it looked delicious, pumpkin gingerbread cheesecake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Served with cranberry whipped cream yes. and candied pumpkin seeds. Just impre- that whole thing. People amaze me how they come up with this stuff. Yes. Yes, that is worth trying. Absolutely. And chocolate kringle cookie. In Germany, we have pork schnitzel served with mushroom sauce and cheese fondue. So this cheese fondue is served in a bread bowl with steamed baby vegetables and marbled potatoes. Oh, yeah. It looks so good. That sounds delicious. Yeah. It's like, I'm heading to Germany, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Germany usually has something amazing. Yeah. And the Linzer cookie. And, of course, all these have beverages, too. Like, um, this one has apple cider. Some booths just have drinks. Like, in the England Pavilion... They have a booth in the English Garden that has two beverages. The Twinings Iced Christmas Toddy. One is non-alcoholic and one is alcoholic. It is made with a Twinings Christmas tea. So honey. that's how you distinguish fun people and not fun <laughs> people. Maybe. <clears throat> in France, we have salmon spread with house-made bread. Which sounds really good. Which rhymes. Which all <laughs> salmon spread with house-made bread. Now... Any dish that I can't pronounce, I will just read the description. So, we, they have the turkey with bacon, mushrooms, onions, and a mustard cream sauce with puffed potatoes, and a Christmas log with chocolate cake and dark chocolate caramel ganache. And Italy, this also looked really good. They have Italian flatbread served with mozzarella, asiago, and parmesan. So, like, mm-hmm. I imagine like a little. little they bread. actually had that when. I was here oh, for really? the Food and Wine Festival. Okay. Was it must it have been popular. Yes, it, was, it was really good. Okay, so... Everything... I think I had everything <laughs> from the Italian booth, and yeah. it was all fantastic. Well, but um, they also have a four-cheese mini beggar's purses. Did, did you have that? I'm not sure that they had that one. Okay. And, of course, they had the cannoli as well. In Canada, because I was curious, because in the International Food and Wine Festival, <sighs> Canada is one of our favorites because they have the filet mignon. Yes, which, which is... The, this, what is it? Truffle the, sauce. Yes. Okay. Which is delicious. They do not have this here, though, unfortunately. Instead, they have seared scallops. Oh, those are probably really good. 
beef bourguignon with crushed potatoes, and a maple mousse and cranberry rolled gingerbread chiffon cake. It also oh, they looks like, like mousse in Canada. <laughs> it also looks like a log. And peppermint pinwheel cookies. Oh, those sound mm-hmm. pinwheely fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> so at the refreshment port, there is a eggnog, like an iced eggnog. Nice. One with um, non-alcoholic and one with spiced rum. And they, the picture has a cute little cinnamon stick mm-hmm. to stir as well. So that looks really cool. Okay, and this is funny. I don't do the alcoholic drinks. I do the non-alcoholic. So, so she's the not fun. <laughs> I'm the super fun. I don't need the alcohol. So it's three fifty, and then with the spiced rum, it's eleven bucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So keep in mind the prices. <laughs> if you want the alcoholic versions, it's gonna cost you. At the holiday sweets and treats booth, just a booth. great name for a booth in general. Yeah. Holiday sweets and treats, yeah. right? There is, and I think they have several of these with several different kinds of things, but this one has a lot of different things, but the ones I'm going to mention is a peppermint sundae, mm-hmm. Yum. mini peppermint cookie, hot cocoa, mm-hmm. chocolate peppermint shake. Still going strong. Chocolate <laughs> peppermint shake with alcohol. Oh. Whipped cream vodka. There's a whole peppermint thing going on. They also have another eggnog as well. Keep in mind that the peppermint shake without the alcohol is four twenty-five. The peppermint shake. Was it like twelve bucks? With it's it's eleven with the alcohol. Eleven. Okay. okay, that's more reasonable. Peppermint <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there's a whole thing going on at the holiday hearth located between United Kingdom and Canada. Has a red velvet mini bunt cake. I like red oh, velvet. I love bunt cake and red velvet cake. So that's, <laughs> that just sounds combo. like a win. Yeah. Yeah. Moose crunch gingerbread milkshake four fifty, and gingerbread milkshake with whipped cream vodka for eleven. Uh, They're very creative though, and they make it sound good. <laughs> this also has a cocoa candy cane, which is hot cocoa with peppermint stripe. Like, yeah, topping. I guess. Yeah. There's so many things. How yeah, many peppermint eat it all? bark? How are you gonna eat it all? <laughs> <laughs> Juice. Moose we are we are there for a couple days. Yeah. So there's a booth called booth called Lakayam, and it is located right outside of Morocco. That's the Israeli booth. Okay. Is it okay? Yes. That was she just showed me the the name, and yeah. I was like, that looks that looks like it's Lakayam. We went yeah. to this festival. As a family, two years ago, oh. they were having a traditional Jewish dance and singing going oh, okay. on there. If you remember, at that point, so that was a lot fun. of fun yeah. for Hanukkah. Oh, gotcha. Well, they have a very fun booth. Uh, they have a pastrami on rye, smoked salmon yeah. potato laki, black and white cookies, as well as other drinks. The black and white cookies are very popular, and that's a traditional Hanukkah. Yeah, so are the potato lockies are very Mm -hmm. traditional Hanukkah food. Yeah. And they're delicious, too. Yes. So um, those are just a few little tastes. I am very excited to taste around the International Pavilion tomorrow. Hopefully we'll all figure out what we want and go for that and enjoy our time. Yeah, so food and special foods are a big part of the holiday happenings in Walt Disney World for the holidays. You know, each of the parks and Disney Springs actually as well has special food that they make desserts as well as uh, things for like the festival of the holidays. But they also have special presentations. This year the performers will be much more limited 
a lot fewer going on, but um, they've tried to make it special. So we'll let you know at the end of the week as we've gone through each of the parks what it's like in each of the parks, how crowded is it from our perspective. The last time Beth and I were here, it was a very, very busy day um, for Magic Kingdom. It was the last day they were uh, open before they closed for the pandemic, and it was packed. And I think about <laughs> us there now and how unsafe that was, and that was crazy. But we didn't know what we didn't know back then. We didn't, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, so nobody did. So uh, we'll let you know how it is from a crowd perspective and from the holidays and all the fun activities they have going on as well. I will say that we were at Disney Springs today and it was very interesting. When we went from the parking garage into Disney Springs, we had to stand in a line first and they have, you know, six feet apart distancing. And when you got up to a certain area, they took your temperature before you could proceed. So that was interesting. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the parks. Yeah, I think they do the same things going into the parks, but the security lines are much quicker because now they have the walkthrough scanners. Instead of checking every bag, they only check exceptions. That worked really well today, so we'll let you know how that goes too. Mm-hmm. Prior to Thanksgiving Day, we tried to keep up with all the new Hallmark Christmas movies yeah. and Lifetime Christmas movies and up. Christmas movies and Netflix Christmas movies and Disney Plus Christmas movies, but there's just too many. There are. <laughs> we can't possibly keep up with all of them. So we kind of have Not gone to... Not we have to, jobs and life, <laughs> lives also. Right. So we kind of have gone to picking and choosing. But on Thanksgiving Day, I decided I'm just going to switch to the traditional movies that I love. The we mentioned, Yeah. We mentioned last week that one of the ones I love is It's a Wonderful Life. Another one that we love on Thanksgiving Day, it's Miracle on 34th Street. Yes, because that one starts off during Thanksgiving Day, right. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and then transitions into Christmas, just That's like right. us. That's right, exactly. <laughs> so we love watching that on Thanksgiving Day, and I did. I think Beth left in the middle of it because she was tired from <laughs> from doing so much during the day. Yeah, um, it was just me and Dad. <laughs> yeah, we watched the end of it. But one of the other movies that I love is White Christmas. And I think through the year, Beth, you probably watch it on and off throughout the year. It's one of the Christmas in July or Christmas in summertime movies that I think you really love to watch. Yeah, I watch it throughout the year. It's not just a Christmas movie for me. Right. And my mom and I watch it when whenever she comes. When she comes down, yeah. and she watches it on her own also. And then my friend Holly and I watch it together. So it's kind of, it's a special place in my heart. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I think it has a special place in all of our hearts. We love it. It's a it's a fun movie, and I wanted just to go kind of talk about it. If you haven't heard of it before or watched it, I'll give a brief synopsis and then just some background on it as well. This is a brief, brief synopsis. So for the three of you that know this movie super well, you're gonna have to let go a lot right. of the other pieces that are not in here. I just but encourage just, you to watch it. Exactly. Just know that there are a lot of awesomeness. Yes. Yes, and we highly recommend you watching this movie. Yes. Wallace and Davis, Bob and Phil, respectively, are famed Broadway act. When Bob and Phil met while in the same platoon, under the command of tough on the surface but kindly underneath Major General Thomas F. Waverly in World War II, Bob was already a famous solo act. But Phil, who saved Bob's life in the beginning part of the movie, used that to convince Bob to add him who is then an unknown, to his act. Bob is all work, knowing that dating showgirls is not the means to a lasting romantic life, while Phil wants Bob to lighten up, if only to get Bob out of his constant hair with work. 
On their travels just before Christmas, they meet the Haynes sisters, Betty and Judy, an up-and-coming club act, and sisters of another of their platoon mates. Betty is the mother hen, while Judy, the younger, does whatever she needs to for them to gain a little edge in the business. Bob, Bob's attracted to Betty and Phil's attracted to Judy. Bob and Phil decide to follow Betty and Judy to the Columbian to the Columbia Inn in Pine Tree, Vermont, sadly a made-up place, a ski <laughs> resort where the sisters are performing for the holidays, rather than their original plan to head back to New York to rehearse their latest show. Unknown to Bob and Phil, the Columbia Inn is now owned by now-retired General Waverly, who sank his life savings into the inn. He risked losing it all because in America's win- winter wonderland, there's currently no snow and thus no paying guests. To help the general out for all he did for them while in the army, Bob and Phil decide at great expense to to bring their entire show from New York to the inn, which they believe will bring the guests regardless of the lack of snow. Adding Betty and Judy to the show, Bob and Phil start to seriously fall for the two sisters, but a happy ending for Bob and Betty is threatened by a misunderstanding, <laughs> which is further complicated by meddling Phil and Judy, who just want to see their partner and sister, respectively, in a happily ever after. So I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> I will say, this movie is from 1954. So it is older, but... It's um, awesome, yeah. yeah. Yes, so with 1954, it falls firmly in that the classics kind of yeah. era. Yeah. That's right. And like Cindy said, the movie was released in 1954, but the Irving Berlin song, White Christmas, wasn't new at the time, especially to Bing Crosby. Crosby first performed it in December of 1941 on his CBS radio show. The next year, he sang it on screen in the hit movie Holiday Inn. The song soon went up to the top of the charts, where it remained for almost four months. Wow. By 1943, it went on to win the Oscar for Best Song. Wow. After hitting number one on the charts, both Again, both in 1945 and 1947, Paramount decided to make a a movie about the tune and began to prepare for it in 1949. And White Christmas held the record of all-time best-selling single for over 50 years until it was replaced in 1997 by Elton John's recording of Candle in the Wind. Really? Wow. Yeah, pretty amazing. When Irving Berlin wrote... White Christmas the movie, he actually intended for it to reunite Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire, who had previously starred in two other Berlin musicals, Holiday Inn in 1942 and Blue Skies in 1946. But when Fred Astaire read the script, he declined the role. So then they signed someone named Donald O'Connor to replace Fred Astaire, but he became ill and had to drop out. Oh my goodness. So Danny Kay was then signed to play the role and ended up being an excellent addition to the cast. Uh, Rosemary Clooney once shared he often caused many retakes when his antics made everyone laugh when they weren't supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) I could see it. Much much shenanigans ensued. (laughs) Yes, exactly. In the beginning of the movie, you see this advertisement or this beginning slide in the credits about VistaVision. Well, not only did White Christmas introduce more than a dozen new songs composed by Irving Berlin, but also brought two brand new technologies to the big screen. The more well-known was VistaVision, which was a higher-resolution widescreen 
variant of the 35 millimeter motion picture format. This division involved orienting the 35 millimeter negative horizontally in the camera gate and then shooting onto a larger area, yielding a finer grain projection print, which refined the quality of their f- flat widescreen system. Oh, that was a mouthful. No, right? <laughs> um, the colors on the big screen were rich and luminous. The images, clear and sharp, and rapid movements are um, and rapid movements are without blurring. Was how they kind of advertised Vista Vision. White Christmas also introduced Perspecta directional sound system. This process used three inaudible tones in order to pan monaural sound, either left or right or center. These new developments paired with the inclusion of Technicolor resulted in a breathtaking and engaging film which still holds up to today. It does. That's interesting. All those new technologies all in one film. That would that must have been amazing to see at the uh, yeah. you know at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think when you watch it now on DVD or Blu-ray, it's very crisp and it's because because we've been watching some older films and they're not all right. very crisp and and this one does hold up pretty well. Well, and the sound quality too holds up fantastically. That could be because of the technology that you're talking about. That's right. Because it doesn't always when you're watching an older film you know, there's only so much they can do to restore something like sound. Yeah. That's right. Um, I assume that George in It's a Wonderful Life is so whiny just because of the sound quality. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was missing out on this. Mr. Right. Vision. Maybe he actually has a very crooner kind of voice like right. Big Crosby, but the sound, wow. you know. That would be something else. Right. He's a real Sinatra. <laughs> so I found an article written by Asher Fogel in 2019. It's called 25 Surprising Things About White Christmas That Even Movie Buffs Don't Know. Yeah. Which, of course, isn't necessarily true because we knew some of these things. So I'll <laughs> skip to the ones I thought were new to me or interesting that others may not know. So the composer, Irving Berlin, is the only Oscar presenter to ever open an envelope and read his own name as the winner. That's hilarious. And it was for the Holiday Inn rendition of White Christmas. And he joked with the audience, I'm glad to present the award. I've known him for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) funny? We mentioned that Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye were the male stars. Rosemary Clooney, a very well-known singer at the time, and Vera Ellen, a very well-known dancer, were the female stars. Well, there were some huge age differences between them. As Betty Haynes, Rosemary Clooney, played Vera Ellen's older sister in the movie, but she was actually seven years younger than Vera. When the film came out, Rosemary was 26, Vera Ellen was 33. Even more striking, Bing, who played Rosemary Clooney's love interest in the movie, was 51 when the movie debuted. That's a 25-year age gap. That's amazing. They make it work. That's right. And and they make Vera Ellen, you can believe that she's the younger sister and... yeah. That Rosemary Clooney's the older sister. The way they, they dress them and their, mm. the way they write the to them. Right. And the mannerisms and the, yes. They're very funny, though. In one part, when they first meet the Haynes sisters, after the Haynes sisters are done with their routine, Danny Kaye and Bing Crosby's characters kind of redo the, the scene right. in their own way. Right. So they use a record of the girls singing. But then they kind of dress up a little bit like the girls. And they lip sync to... Yeah, they lip sync and they imitate them. Well, that was actually not in the original story. Um, That was something that Danny Kaye and Big Crosby were goofing around with in between the scenes. But the director (laughs) liked it so much, he wrote it in. 
That's so funny. Apparently, the actors found it very funny themselves, and they laughed really hard multiple times during the real numbers. <laughs> and the take in the film was the best one they could get of the two who kept cracking each other up. <laughs> <laughs> And you can tell, like it's genuine. Oh laughter. my goodness, they were laughing. Yeah, laughing. Well, you can tell from the audience in the background yeah. too. Yes, yeah, so yeah. definitely watch the sisters scene there. The Vermont Inn, the Columbia Inn, was actually in Holiday Inn as well. It first debuted in Holiday Inn, and it was on the Paramount lot, and was refurbished for White Christmas. Uh, you may not know that Vera Ellen, who's really known for her dancing skills, not her singing skills, didn't actually sing any of the songs. When you hear Judy Haynes, who Vera Ellen is playing, you're actually hearing Rosemary Clooney or singer Trudy Stevens singing. The only time Vera's real singing voice is heard is when they're getting off the train in Vermont in Pine Tree, and the quartet, as they're coming off the train, sings just the very opening lines of the oh. snow song that they sang earlier in the, um, in the ride up. It's so interesting because she sounded good. Yes. But she definitely did her own dancing. She started yeah, dancing that's what at I was 10. Thinking. When you said that, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I can't really think of any times when Rosemary Clooney was doing any big dances. Dance numbers. She yeah. does some, some basic She does dancing. some basic stuff, but yeah. Vera Ellen yes, does like the crazy yes. dancing. Yeah. Vera Ellen, at age 18, became one of the youngest Radio City Rockettes to perform on Broadway wow. before heading to Hollywood. And a fun tidbit about her, growing up in Norwood, Ohio, a suburb of Cincinnati, she carpooled to dancing classes with Doris Day, who also became a very famous movie star. Yes. That's so funny. And TV star. And talking about snow and singing about snow in the train, um, the, the original song was actually not called Snow. It was called Free, and it had nothing to do with winter. And it was for a different musical. <laughs> and they repurposed it. That's so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad they changed it to snow. Yeah, really. <laughs> Fits so well. There's a part of the movie, if you recall, when Bing Crosby's character, Bob Wallace, is talking to Rosemary Clooney's character, Betty Haynes, Betty Haynes, about sandwiches <laughs> and what the, the sandwiches mean. And that entire thing apparently was ad-libbed by Bing Crosby. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. At the end of it, he sings Count Your Blessings. Did he um, also improvise that? No, he did not improvise <laughs> no, that. No, but that would have been something else if the, they were just rolling and like, well, all right. All right they babe. said a lot of the dialogue is just based on Bing Crosby's actual dialogue. So things like Weirdsmobile, yes. he says in there, uh, is just something that he would say. And they wrote into the script. They show a picture of the Haynes sister's brother. Yes. Who Judy Haynes uses to get Bob and Phil to watch them at, the, uh, at their... You know, one of their shows. And it's a picture of a young man in a army outfit, basically. And it's a not a great picture of him. In fact, Freckle face Haynes, the dog face boy. Yeah, that's what, what Phil that's what Phil called him. But but he was he wasn't unattractive. It was just he was just looking goofy. So the funny thing is he actually has this a connection to It's a Wonderful Life. He is the same person who played Alfalfa in the original R Gang, also known as the Little Rascals. Carl Switzer, who's the same person who flips the switch to make the floor of the, the dance floor open up to the pool. And it's a wonderful life. And it's a wonderful life. That's so funny. Isn't it? There's one part where Danny Kay and Vera Ellen are dancing together. And Danny Kay was a decent dancer, as you can see. You know, he does his own dancing there, but not anywhere close to Vera Ellen. 
but she accidentally trips on him near the end of the best things happen while you're dancing. When she twirls behind a kneeling Danny, she catches her foot on his, but she gracefully and practically imperceptibly recovers. So we'll watch for it, but she, you'll see her catch his foot, but not make any mistakes in the dance. That's crazy. I've read about Vera Ellen and how amazing she is. What a dancer. It's just incredible. One thing about Vera Ellen is that you never see her neck in the movie. Okay. Even her robes and sleepwear keep it covered. As to why, well, there's a couple persistent theories, but a longtime friend of hers had an idea of his own, which was all of her life she wore something around her neck, a necklace, a choker, a scarf, a collar. It was her trademark. She always wanted that to be her trademark. Oh, well, it was nice. It kind of highlights her face, so, yeah. When Irving Berlin wrote one of the songs called, Gee, I Wish I Was Back in the Army, (laughs) he had lyrics about seeing Jolson, Hope, and Benny all for free because famous actors would go and sing or do skits or things like that for military men overseas. In fact, they still do that today. And the reference was to Al Jolson, Bob Hope, and Jack Benny. But the original words were Crosby, Hope, and Jolson (laughs) all for free. Uh, referencing Bing Crosby, but that they thought they, they, sh- they should take that out. That would have been really funny. Yes. And is Rosemary Clooney related to George Clooney? Oh, know? Uh, I'm going to say yes. She's with his aunt. That's exactly right. Really? He called her Aunt Rosie. Yeah, that's right. so funny. Well, there you go. Did you know that the White Christmas cast has two family members in Star Trek? No. Bing Crosby's granddaughter happened to be Denise Crosby. Who appeared in Star Trek The Next Generation in the 1980s as... It's not Yar, is it? Hold on, let me look it up. Oh, it is! Yes, it is indeed. She was only there for one season, though, I think, right? Yes, she died off. <laughs> but I never knew <laughs> that she was related did. to Bing Crosby, let alone I would his not have direct guessed. granddaughter. Yeah. Also, Rosemary Clooney's son, Miguel Ferrer, acted in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was interesting as well. So interesting. It is very interesting. Was it a box office success? If you remember, It's a Wonderful Life, not a box office success. It was a box office. Yeah, I think it was a smash, wasn't it? Technicolor and all that. It brought in $12 million at the time. It was a top earner in 1954, second only to the Kane Mutiny. So $12 million was a lot at the time. So a very fun movie. So we didn't go through the whole thing. But it's a very fun movie. Beth, why would you say you like the movie? I like that older time period, that era. That's, it reminds me of a more elegant time. And I love the, the music and the dancing. I mean, it's just excellent, all of it. And the characters are engaging. And you believe that they are coming together and that they are friends or more than friends. Like, the whole thing, it's just really well written. It's a very Hollywood-esque kind of movie. Yes. With, uh, you like, can tell that there's stages, but it doesn't matter because it's a spectacle. Big production numbers. Yeah, big production numbers. And it's, it does some different things. Like, you might have been stuck with this weird mobile forever. Like, it has some funny little other things in it, too, that Bing, like you had said, that Bing had come up with, which we didn't know. And it has engaging sub-characters. It's just fun songs. It's just a gem. Yeah. It really and is. It's just, it's just lovely atmosphere, family-friendly, incredible dancing, incredible singing, 
I would say my favorite part is the ending. I'm not going to give it away, um, but definitely watch it. It's probably one of... I think I always get like a little emotional at the end. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's just... Ending. You don't find that kind of ending, I think, in movies nowadays. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, very fun. Excellent movie. One of our favorites, I think, around the board. Yes. Yep. Our future festivities are for the week of December 14th. December 14th is Monkey Day. December 15th, Cat Herders Day. December 16th, Chocolate Covered Anything Day. December 17th, National Maple Syrup Day. December 18th, Answer the Telephone Like Buddy the Elf Day. Great. How do you answer like Buddy the Elf? Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? (laughs) There you go, Sid. Good job. December 19th, National Hard Candy Day. Mm. December 20th, Go Caroling Day. You can always follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we are at Holiday Moons, all one word. And Facebook, we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. You can find us by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar. And you can contact us at any time by sending an email to HolidayMoons at gmail.com. So for Beth... Cole, Sydney, and Randy, have a magical holiday season!